The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Cruise Radio is brought to you in part by TripInsurance.com. Travel insurance done right by the people who know travel insurance. Get a quote today at TripInsurance.com. Broadcasting from the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. This is Cruise Radio. Hey, what's up? My name is Doug Parker. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of Cruise Radio. Very happy to have you here, my friend. Coming up on this week's show, we have Sherry Griffiths stopping by to give us some ways to maximize our inside cabin when we cruise. That's a really good tip Sherry has. Uh, also, Ben Souza from CruiseFever.net stopping by to give his review of Norwegian Cruise Line's Pride of America over there in Hawaii. He did a seven-night cruise. And I have to tell you that Hawaii has never really been on my bucket list, but... After talking to Ben about Hawaii and reading some of his coverage, uh, I think I'm going to put it on there now because it seems really, really cool. Also, he saved like over $5,000 or close to $5,000 on his trip. So uh, we'll talk to him about that as well. Also, our Facebook group, look us up and uh, hang out with us at Cruise Radio News on Facebook. So we always like helping you make the most out of your cruise experience here on the show. Joining us today is Sherry Griffiths from Cruise Tips TV with 12 tips to making the most out of your inside cabin. So first off, hello, Sherry. Hey, Doug. Thanks for having me today. Yeah, thanks for joining us. I'm super excited about this interview because, one, my next sailing, I'm actually doing an inside cabin for seven nights, so I'm going to be able to get some tips out of this myself. Uh, Before we get to the tips, though, give us a little background about Cruise Tips TV. Sure. Yeah, you bet. Well, Cruise Tips TV is actually a YouTube channel dedicated to giving people information before they sail. So we, of course, cater to both new cruisers and seasoned cruisers. And we have a library of about 200 videos that range from interactive vlogs and Q&A with our subscribers to packing tips and fashion tips and ship tours. Cool. Very nice. And it's all just right there on like YouTube and Facebook. Yep, definitely. They can go to YouTube and find us at youtube.com forward slash cruise tips TV. But we also have a website, cruise tips TV.com. Cool. And we'll hit more on that uh, towards the end of the interview. Let's jump right to the good stuff here, which is 12 <laughs> tips to making the most out of your inside cabin. Now, the first one you have here, it might be kind of obvious, but then again, it might not be. It's uh, store your mm-hmm. luggage under the bed. Yeah, definitely. It's one of those things that we didn't figure out on our first cruise. You know, you you pop your giant suitcases in the closet and you run out of space. So we like to pop them under the bed as soon as we sail. And I've heard that some people even use them as laundry hampers (laughs) throughout the week, which is kind of funny. I've never done that, but it's a possibility. Leave them unzipped and throw your dirty clothes in there. Yeah, I just actually, after probably a dozen cruises or so, I experienced putting the luggage under the bed. I never thought it would fit, but there's a ton of space Mm -hmm. under there. Usually there is. I think I've only had one bulky suitcase that didn't fit. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, The next one you have here is uh, bring a pop-up hamper. Yeah, definitely. We found these little tiny pop-up hampers that really fold down to the size of an envelope, and we just throw one or two of them in our closet as soon as we board and kind of keep the laundry where it belongs. I don't really like to see things on the floor, so I think it keeps us tidy keep the dirty clothes where the dirty clothes belong. Absolutely. Uh, Number three here, you say, uh, bring some hook magnets with you. Yeah, we found these crazy magnets that are really strong. And you actually can find them on Amazon if you search 
super strong hook magnets. And they're so, you know, they're so strong that we can actually make like a grab and go station near the front door. So when you're running out to go to a show or to dinner, you can have your sweater or a hat or your cruise lanyard there and just grab everything. And I think in an inside cabin, you need to get everything off the countertops. And it's a really nice way of creating a little extra space. And you know what I've noticed about a lot of cruise ship cabins is like 99% of the cabin is magnetic. Totally. They're like floating hunks of metal, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. You could put like you could put it like ceilings, doors, walls, wherever you want to put that hook, even like a clothesline in the bathroom, like with uh Yeah. Yeah, with a couple of uh, hook hammocks <laughs> there and some string. You can do all kind of stuff there. Uh moving on here to the fourth one, you have uh watch the bridge cam on TV. Yeah, I think it's a nice way, maybe not an organizational tip, but a nice way to kind of bring outdoors in and to know where you are. I don't know about you, but I sort of feel disoriented when I'm in an inside cabin and sailing somewhere beautiful like Alaska. And we find that it's really comforting to plop on the bridge cam, watch the weather, watch the ship roll into port. It's beautiful. Yeah, sure. I also like it because you could tell if it's raining or not by watching the webcam. Oh, that's a good one. I didn't think about that. Yeah, the next talking point you have is empty your mini bar. Yeah, definitely. If you're bringing your own beverages, it just gives you the feeling of having more, having more space to put something away. So we like to get ours emptied and throw our waters and sodas right in. Yeah, and a lot of people don't realize that all you have to do is ask your cabin <clears throat> steward to empty your mini bar, and they'll do it. Like it's it's no yeah. it's no hassle for them whatsoever because they're they're checking it every day, anyways, to make sure you're not drinking the stuff. Yeah, they don't mind. They certainly don't mind. Disclaimer, though, I don't think you can fit a whole bottle of wine in those little tiny fridges. You know what, though? You can do a champagne bottle if you wedge it Ooh. correctly with zero space to give. You can Doug, add. you're giving away your <laughs> secrets here. Yes. Uh, moving on here, you have bring a USB charging port with you on board. Yeah, definitely. We use those exclusively now to charge all of our devices. So we'll have an iPad, iPhone, you know, cameras, anything that charges with the USB kind of clears up the counter space. So we have got a, I think we use a 60-watt key power brand one right now. They're great. The next one you mentioned is bring along some bathroom and closet organizers. Yeah, that's kind of the cruise nerd in me coming out. <laughs> We've been starting to do that a little bit more. They're actually really inexpensive, too. We found um, hanging organizers for things like jewelry, earrings, watches, all that little stuff that you want to have kind of off of the counters. And we just hang it right in with our clothes. And we use sort of a similar design for the restroom to keep all of those toiletries off the counters because I'm finding that the shelving space is getting a little bit more limited. So we hang things either from the towel rack or on that little hook on the back of the door. There you go. Now, the next one you have here, we're getting back to the magnets again. It's a magnetic flashlight. Yeah, I actually didn't think about this one. One of our subscribers suggested a flashlight after we put out this video on inside cabin tips. And I think it's such a great idea because you're, you know, combining two things together, the flashlight and a magnet, and you can just pop it on the wall. And I think it's really nice for people traveling with kids, too, because inside cabins are super dark and you need to take them to the restroom and yeah. got to grab something quick. Yeah, for sure. Uh, the next one you have here says, bring along some packing cubes. Now, uh, just for the listeners and for myself, too, what is a packing cube? A packing cube is like a little tiny mini suitcase that you can kind of compartmentalize your clothing in. Some people pack by day into a packing cube and some people pack by, you know, um, by clothing items. So you might put all of your t-shirts in one cube and all of your jeans in another cube. And we find that you know, when we have limited space, we'll put all of our stuff in packing cubes and then just throw them on the shelves and never actually unpack them to keep everything sorted and neat. That's a brilliant idea. Like the first thing you said were like packing by day, like what you're going to wear like for dinner or whatnot, because I'm a mess when it comes to a cruise and mm -hmm. trying to find like polo shirts with nice jeans or whatever. So yeah, I, I need to look into uh, to packing cubes there. Next one we have here, it says, don't overlook the nightstand storage. 
Yeah, definitely. I think it's easy to forget about those little nightstands. They usually have two of them on either side of the bed, and they usually have like a little drawer and a little storage space underneath. So oftentimes we'll put our beverages in there, maybe bottled water, things like that in the lower area, maybe a book and a sleep mask in one of the drawers. I think it's a great way to use space. There you go. Uh, Number 11 here, you say, uh, if you're prone to seasickness, you want to stay in a specific part of the ship. Give us some details on that. Definitely. I think it's a good idea. If you are prone to seasickness, you'll have a little bit less motion of the ocean if you're on an inside cabin near the center of the ship. For one reason or another, there just tends to be less movement in those cabins. Yeah, I guess it's the lower you are and the more midship you are. It's more of a natural balance point or something scientific I don't know anything about. I think it is scientific, actually. You're right. All right. The 12th point to making the most out of your inside cabinet is a battery-operated tea light. I've never heard of a tea light. What is this? Obviously, you can't pack a candle on a cruise ship because of the the flame hazard. But there are these little teeny tiny candles that you just kind of flick a switch on the bottom and they turn on and they look like a little a small little candle, which is called a tea light. And they can just make nice ambiance in your room. Looking at the list here, it seems like a lot of these things can be picked up at the local dollar store. You bet. CVS, Walmart, Target, anything. They're all cheap and they're all really easy. Yeah, I think I've seen probably like six or seven of these things in the dollar store themselves. Very cool. Well, uh, Mm -hmm. some good information here. We've been talking with Sherry Griffiths from Cruise Tips TV. Uh, Sherry, one more time, give us your website and where we can find these cruise videos. They can find us at our website, cruisetipstv.com or on YouTube by searching Cruise Tips TV. I love it. Sherry, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks, Doug. Always a pleasure. This is Cruise Radio. From its rich heritage, picturesque beaches, and unparalleled blue waters, it's no wonder over 7 million people cruise to the Caribbean every year. What do you want to do? Swim with stingrays at Stingray Bay? Go for an island tour? Take a beach break? Or set sail on a catamaran to spend the day snorkeling? Whatever you decide, CruisingExcursions.com has a shore excursion to fit your budget. Cruising Excursions knows your time on the island is limited and that you want to make the most of your day. That's why they have shore excursions up to 60% cheaper than the cruise lines and offer smaller, more personable tours. Find out for yourself. Research and book your next shore excursion at CruisingExcursions.com. For over 42 years, Park West Gallery has introduced over 1.3 million people to fine art. Here's what actual customers are saying. I've been collecting with Park West five, six years now. Six years. Nine years. Ten years. Everybody we meet at Park West makes you feel comfortable. You're part of their family. It is an exciting and fun experience. It is enjoyable, uplifting. Park West has been so kind to us. Park West makes us excited to spend money on art. To find out more about Park West Gallery, visit parkwestgallery.com or go to cruiseradio.net and click on the Park West Gallery icon. If you missed any part of the show or want to hear more, go to cruiseradio.net and click on Radio Channel or go to iTunes and search Cruise Radio. Follow us on Twitter at Cruise Radio. We always like to get your cruise reviews here on the show. If you have one you'd like to share, shoot me an email, Doug, at cruiseradio.net. Ben from cruisefever.net just returned from a seven-night Hawaii cruise aboard uh, Norwegian Cruise Line's Pride of America. And Ben joins us this evening. What's up, Ben? Hey, Doug. Thanks for having me back on. Yeah, man. I was looking at your uh, your Facebook and Instagram photos of Hawaii and, gosh, breathtaking. So before we get to Pride of America... Let's take a step back and uh, let me ask you, uh, let's get some pre-cruise thoughts. What made you want to do this sailing, this itinerary, and fly 5,000 miles away to take a cruise? 
my wife always wanted to go to Hawaii. I always wanted to go. And she kept asking, when are we going to go to Hawaii? So I started looking it up, crunching some numbers and said, you know what? Let's make it possible. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah. And you actually, you, you did it on the, um, I don't want to say on the cheap, but you saved like thousands of dollars. And we'll talk about that uh, here in a little bit when uh, we get into your trip itself. Um, so you make your way from, you're in Cincinnati and you had to get out to Honolulu. Did you do any pre-cruise uh, nights there or did you just walk off the plane and board the ship? We stayed one night on Waikiki Beach okay, in Honolulu. And uh, it, was, it was awesome. I think it's a great way to start your cruise. You know, go there. There's so much nightlife and restaurants and shopping. And you have the beach. It's gorgeous. Very cool. Uh, so you go to board Pride of America. Uh, how was the embarkation process for you? Uh, it was a breeze. When you first walk into the, the terminal, there's someone there. They, they give you a lay. So, you know, get you in the Hawaii mood sure. right away. They had live Hawaiian band playing. And it was probably from curb to ship, 25 minutes, oh, 20 bad. minutes. And at 11, I think it was about 1130 when they started boarding. So it, went, it, it was a breeze. What did you think uh, once you boarded the ship? What were your first impressions of Pride of America? Oh, the, the ship is gorgeous. For mm-hmm. a 10-year-old ship, I mean, it's spotless. And it has like, it's not only named Pride of America, but that's also the whole theme throughout the ship. I mean, it just oozes Americana with the colonial staircase, has this, um, a little Washington monument there in the atrium. There's a seal of the great of the United States oh, on, the, wow. on the, the floor. It's mm-hmm. just really cool. Uh, I know you've been on Norwegian Sky before. Do the two yes. ships kind of compare? Not really. No? No, I, I think the Pride of America, it's really in a league of its own. Even mm-hmm. from when I was on Breakaway, I really think that the Pride of America, it's a really unique ship. Yeah, very nice. Uh, so you make your way to your stateroom. Uh, what kind of stateroom did you have, and what did you think of it? We booked a, a guaranteed balcony stateroom. We ended up on deck eight midship right by the stairs. So it was a great location to, you know, get around to all the public areas. And, you know, for a 10-year-old ship, it was your standard bathroom, comfortable bed, you know, decent-sized balcony, you know, and it worked for us. But with the itinerary being so busy, we really weren't in our cabin that much. Looking back now, would you still have booked a balcony if you would have known what you know now? I might have gone with it inside since it was $1,000 cheaper. Mm-hmm. But. Okay. Well, you'll know for next time, right? Oh, yes. Yeah. Let's talk about dining aboard Pride of America. Uh, I'll be honest, I'm not too familiar with, I know Norwegian is freestyle cruising, but I'm not familiar with how the dining options are on board Pride of America. So uh, how was that? We were blown away by dining. And as you know, my wife Amanda has a gluten allergy. And they told us that if there's anything on the menu sh- that she would like, they will make it for her. Wow. We just have to give them advance notice, obviously, so they have time to prepare for it. And that just really blew us away. And, I mean, it was great. We, never, we, we, we tend to eat early, so we avoid all lines. Mm-hmm. But we were seated always right away. And oh, it was great. Had, ate at a couple of uh, the specialty restaurants. Yeah, which ones did you eat at? We ate at Cagney's Steakhouse, mm-hmm. which oh, the filet was absolutely phenomenal. And then we ate at the Brazilian Steakhouse, Modernos. Nice. Did you and do it, a it, dining package? Uh, no, we didn't. No, okay. What did you think of the, uh, the Brazilian Steakhouse? We absolutely loved it. We ate there last night, and we kind of wish we went there earlier because we should have done it twice. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they come by, and they keep, every two minutes they're bringing you all these meats. They're bringing you filets and short ribs <laughs> and lamb. And then they had, like, bacon-covered filet and bacon-covered oh, chicken breast. <laughs> I mean, it was, you, leave, you have to go there hungry because they feed you. You leave in a meat coma, huh? <laughs> oh, it was, it, was, it was great. Let me ask you about Cagney's. I know that they went a la carte. Well, did they go a la carte on that ship too? Yes. Yeah, how, how was that experience as far as the price point? 
it wasn't too bad. The steaks range from sixteen to twenty five dollars, mm-hmm. and then you pay for your appetizers and your desserts. But for I think they had a porterhouse, a thirty ounce porterhouse steak for twenty five dollars. So I thought that wasn't bad at all. Yeah, I'm sold on the Cagney's and Brazilian Steakhouse alone. Let's talk about the entertainment aboard Pride of America. Now I know you had uh, a couple of overnights. Uh, as far as the ship saying docked in port overnight on this itinerary, and it's a very, very port-intensive itinerary. But how was the entertainment for you? No, I was really surprised. I wasn't expecting much from the entertainment because it's so port-intensive. I figured, well, maybe they could like cut, they'll probably you know cut back on that, but they didn't. They had a comedian one night. They had a magician. They had your typical production shows, and it was all really good. And we we, we enjoyed all everything. Everything we didn't go to all the shows because we were just too busy. But everything we went to was really, really good. You didn't have any sea days on this ship, did you? No, we didn't. Okay, well, let's talk about the passenger flow of the ship while you were sailing from port to port. How was that as far as uh, both inside and outside of the ship? Oh, it was great. The ship never felt crowded at all. Mm-hmm. It was really, it was kind of surprising, unless like a show was getting out, obviously. But besides that, you, I mean, there was no problems at all getting around. It, the flow works really well. Is this like your typical uh, – I'm trying to think of what Pride of America um, is like. Like, or Do you have like a main promenade or promenade where you have like the casino and a bunch of bars and all that? In well, there's no, casino, there's no casino on this oh, ship because, American because it's an American flag vessel. Ah, that's now, right. Now, there are a couple like where the atrium is and the floor above it. You can actually walk almost from one end of the ship to the other where there was like some lounges, different rooms like the library, the card room, the chapel – or the shops and stores, things like that. Let me ask you, how was it with the um, American crew? Like, would you find the service any different than uh, like having your typical Indonesian or Asian crew member? I thought the service was excellent. Mm-hmm. We absolutely loved it. And it's one thing that was unique since there's so many crews from the United States. They have like where they're from. We found a lot of crew from Ohio from oh, where cool. we're from. So we had like this instant connection with so much of the crew that you normally don't have because you know, they don't, most of the crew don't know anything about Ohio and I know very little about the Philippines. Yeah, right. <laughs> and so we don't, and so that was kind of unique and we really enjoyed having that, you know, that connection. Well, on the seven night itinerary, what ports did you hit and which one was your favorite? We spent two days in Maui mm-hmm. and then we went to the big island. We went to Hilo and Kona and then we spent two days on Kauai. Okay. And my favorite port, oh, that, oh man, that's, that's tough because they're all absolutely I mean, incredible, but it was probably be Kauai because it is just absolutely gorgeous. And that's where they film all the movies, you know, Jurassic Park, King Kong and Indiana Jones. And it's just untouched, gorgeous nature. I mean, it's just unbelievable. You scored a pretty good deal with the cruise excursions on this one. Uh, talk to us about what port package you got and uh, how you went by how you went by doing it. Because as we all know, cruise ship excursions can be a beast as far as price points. Oh yes, we went through a company called Roberts Hawaii. And one thing we noticed as soon as we landed in Honolulu, we saw Roberts buses everywhere, and we didn't realize how big of a presence they were. But they offer a three port package and a four port and five port package. The three-port package is three excursions for $126 wow. each. And, but you could do a five-port package for $150 for $30 a day, which is, which is just like mind-blowing. So, I mean, it's so affordable. But yet the excursions were the exact same ones that the cruise line was offering. So they weren't like just cheaper, dumbed-down excursions. And on one of them, we were actually on the exact same boat on this river ride 
as the people who booked through the cruise line and paid three times as much as we did. Wow. <laughs> That's awesome. So, I mean, it's just, it was, I'm so glad we found Roberts. Mm-hmm. And uh, we went to the, probably the best excursion we did was Volcanoes National Park in mm-hmm. Rainbow Falls. And that was just incredible. I mean, we went, to, we stopped at this one place where there's actually cracks in the rock in the volcano where steam's coming out. And you can like stick your face right in the hot steam as it's coming out from the volcano. It was just really cool. You uh, you posted uh, a photo on, I think, Facebook or Instagram of like lava in the middle of the night somewhere. What was that all about? Oh, that was when we left Hilo. It just started up a couple weeks ago, and Norwegian doesn't advertise this because it's too unpredictable, and they don't want to get someone's hopes up high. But when you leave Hilo, about 9.30 at night, they told us, and they actually, like, actually gave us a live PA you know, broadcast of what we were going through. We actually got to see the lava flow from the volcano into the ocean. That's cool. Now, so it, it was amazing. Yeah, how, how close were you to it? Um, we were probably about a mile away, mm-hmm. I would guess. It's hard to tell distance. Because there's, you don't have any depth perception. Yeah. But I, w- I would assume we're probably about a mile away, but with any kind of binoculars with a camera with a zoom, I mean, you could just see it just dripping right out and see the steam coming out of the ocean. I guess that would be one of the perks of having a balcony cabin in Hawaii that middle yes, of the night. Yes, and it happened to be on our side of the oh, ship wow. starboard, so we really lucked out. That, that's awesome. Uh, so you make your way back to Honolulu. How was disembarkation for you? Disembarkation was was nice, and one great thing about Hawaii is there's no customs. Mm-hmm. So once you scan your card, you're done. You just get off, grab your luggage, and you know hit the curb, grab the taxi, and straight to the airport. Wow, it's just like from the ship to the curb. How long did it take you? Oh, maybe five minutes at wow. most. <laughs> That's yeah, awesome. and then that that included time, finding time to like find our suitcase. So, yeah. Oh, wow. Any first time tips you have for someone who was wanting to do an, a Hawaii itinerary? Oh, yes. I would definitely go through Roberts, Hawaii mm-hmm. for excursions. And I would arrive two days early in Waikiki so you can see Pearl Harbor, Diamond Head. We didn't get a chance to see that. And I kind of regret not going another day earlier so we can see all that. So, But it does give us an excuse to go back. Yeah, yeah, totally. And also, I would definitely, if you're going to rent a car like we did two days, go to the port talks they have. Because there's a, their guide there will tell you all about like where to drive, where not to drive, different places to visit. And it is well worth it. And I wouldn't rent a car without going to the port talks. I, I was curious, like when you're over in Honolulu, did they have Uber over there? Or are you doing like yes, taxis? Yes, they did. We they actually do? used Uber cool. a couple times. And it was nice. Saves money and it's so easy. As you, I know you're a big fan of Uber. Yeah, I love it. That's really cool. Did you notice any, just curious, like any kind of how much a gallon of milk or anything was over there? You know, I was expecting things to be a lot more expensive than they were. Even gas, I think I paid like two sixty nine a gallon. That's not bad. So everything, even I went to the store and got a Gatorade. It was like $1.50. And I was like, oh, wow. prices weren't as bad as I thought they'd be. Yeah, nice. Uh, looking back over your seven-night cruise, uh, what was the biggest highlight for you guys? Probably um, visiting, seeing the volcanoes and, and uh, the sail-by when we sailed by the Nepali coast. Mm-hmm. We saw the most gorgeous rainbow I've ever seen. It was mind-blowing. I've never been that close to a, like, seen that colorful of a rainbow in my life yeah that was a that's a uh, it almost looked like it was photoshopped or not even real i know that's what people were joking at me. Yeah. like stop photoshopping <laughs> and i was like i'm like it was brighter in person than it was and the photos don't really convey it but it was yeah it was incredible i'll have to put it in the show notes if you want to see this rainbow photo check out the show notes at cruiseradio.net uh, ben in closing here uh what are your final thoughts of norwegian cruise lines pride of america if anybody's ever thinking you know deciding on whether or not to do it do it it is the the best cruise i have ever taken and i take a lot of cruises this is my seventh cruise just this year and this one just blows every other one away and we're planning on going back and doing it again 
Yeah, and you also you saved like uh, close to five thousand dollars on the trip total between your airfare, cruise, hotel, and excursions. And if you want to see how Ben did that, I'll link to his article in the show notes at cruiseradio.net there as well. Uh, we'll be talking with Ben from cruisefever.net. Ben, thanks for sharing your experience about uh, your Hawaii cruise on Norwegian's Pride of America, and have a good evening. All right. Thanks a lot. You have a good evening, too. A big question we get at Cruise Radio is, how do I know if I need trip insurance? Simple answer. If you're getting on a plane, taking a road trip, or getting on a cruise ship, you need to have travel insurance. Hey, it's Doug Parker for my friends at TripInsurance.com. Not not only does TripInsurance.com protect your vacation investment, but it also gives you a peace of mind in case anything were to go wrong on your trip. How do they do it? They offer three different types of trip insurance policies. Good, better, and best. One policy for every vacation budget. But it doesn't just stop there. They're up to 40% lower when you shop around on other comparison sites. Plus, TripInsurance.com offers 24-hour customer support before, during, and after your trip, online claims assistance, and travel alerts to let you know what's going on at your destination. But find out for yourself. Check out TripInsurance.com. Cruise Radio is produced weekly at the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. Hear Cruise Radio on iHeartRadio, the Stitcher Radio Network, Overseas Radio Network, iTunes, or at CruiseRadio.net. For sales and marketing opportunities, email sales at CruiseRadio.net. I'm your announcer.